Jay right in your face. Welcome back to the Fadeaway Podcast, episode number 19. I'm your host, Fadeaway. I got Zade here with me. And we are brought to you guys by the Balls Life Podcast Network. Zade, man, how you doing? How was your week, your weekend? It wasn't bad. It was good. Slow week from a Raptors fan perspective. Only two games. Can you believe it? Can't can't remember the last time. They either have five games in five nights or two games in seven. I can't remember the last time that there was a four-day break in the middle of the week. Um, spread out, whatever. However, however, we spread out only one game on Wednesday, so two and two. Uh, but other than that, not much else going on. How about you? I hear new things uh, have started for you. Yeah, bro. You know what it is? Today started a new job. You know, nice. shout out. I'm finally in the city. Yes, finally in the city. Yes, join it's been, me. Uh, it's been. Uh, I think I left university like over five years ago, six years ago. Yeah. And it's just been a constant, like, when am I going to go to the city? When am I going to go to the six? <laughs> and they're like, yo, you only you only do that right out of school. So I was like, yo, that chapter is never going to happen. Yeah. And here we are. We're downtown. So, yeah, man, just uh, excited to be part of the new team and uh, take my talents to the six. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the city. I've been trying to get you there for a long time. Facts. Uh, finally, we made it happen. You're a resident, bro. <laughs> I might as well be at this point, man. <laughs> um, Sponsored by the GO Train. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> but there's no there's no traveling on the go train for now, which is which is nice. Honestly, that saves you a lot of time and a lot of money. Uh, but let's get right into it, right into some Raptors basketball. Like we said, short week this week, um, just a little road trip, a little road trip to New York. Uh, they faced the Knicks, the Knicks and the Nets. Uh, they split the two games. They beat the Nets on Wednesday and they lose to the Knicks on Saturday. A one p.m. A one p.m. game. Um, who would have thought you, you could say that? But the, the the Knicks at the time were on an eight game winning streak. They made it nine uh, by beating the Raptors. The Raptors were riding a five game winning streak un- up until four, that point. Yeah. Four game, four game winning streak up until that point. Um, and it was it was interesting. Nets didn't have KD or um, Harden. Or, or Harden. So you say who would have thought? Yeah, the Raptors I actually could, don't even. Did Kyrie play? Kyrie did play. Yeah. Kyrie did play. Um, but. I think the, the the biggest thing out of those two games that we took away was how many minutes the starters played and how many minutes the bench didn't play. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, first of all, shout out to everyone for being back and healthy. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's you know, finally it's back. It's been a rough year, yeah. but I mean, I'm happy to see everyone healthy again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead. Um, but with that being said, you have Siakam against the Nets, played 38 minutes, OG 35, Kyle Lowry 35, Fred Van Vliet 35. Um, and then against the Knicks, you had Pascal play 41, OG play 39, uh, Van Vliet play 40, and Kyle Lowry playing 36. So going against everything that we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, Kyle Lowry is still getting 35 minutes plus, leaving very little minutes for the guys like Gary Trent, guys like Yuta, guys like uh, Malachi Flynn. Um, guys who have shown that they can play when given the opportunity, but Nick Nurse guys that gave us the four win, the four game winning streak, right? That we were right, right, right. Yeah. But Nick Nurse continues to not really care or or really try to work in those 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 bench guys with the with the starters. Before I let you speak, the Raptors had the best bench last year in the last season. This year they have the 18th bench in in the uh, in the NBA, and that's. Getting better, I think. In the beginning of the year, it was bottom bottom five for sure. It, that I don't think that stat brings um, allows you to see the full picture because when you when you think about a bench, you think about guys who are always coming off the bench. The Raptors have had 
you know, many injuries, many COVID protocol, many guys, many starters out of the game. So the bench guys became the starters for a bit. So the bench has not been consistent. Neither has a, has a starting lineup. But what have you seen from the Raptors this week that that you liked and things that you didn't like? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, it's hard to say what I did like. And I mean, okay, let's not let's not start off with that. <laughs> let's not start off with that. That's a little bit of, of a depressing tone. Um, they they won a game against the Nets, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys are back starting and and healthy. That's yeah. that's a positive to see people, you know, are back and healthy. But I I just I don't know what it is anymore. I don't know if I should approach every game with the okay. We're not trying to win over, like we're not gonna we're not gonna prioritize winning over development. Mm-hmm. Like I, what I thought it was was we're gonna develop and if we win we win. If we don't we don't. Yeah, which. I'm comfortable with. I think that, you know, with however many games in the year sitting at 11th in the conference, I just don't understand why you're going through all these lengths. Brooklyn's the one seed. So let's say you miraculously make the eighth seed. It's you tough, took, you're doing it's all of one. that to go up against Brooklyn in the first round. So in my opinion, like, bro, you went, you, Malachi Flynn went from 30 minutes to 11 to five last game. Yeah. Trent, 16, 17, the last two games. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about that for a second? Gary Trent Jr. to me is not a 16 minute a game guy. And he's not a guy you, who you comes traded, off the bench. You traded Norman Powell for Gary Trent Jr. Mm-hmm. And when everyone's healthy, you throw him to the bench for. And they're like, oh, you, well, you want him to start over the championship guards? Okay, don't start. 16 minutes to Lowry's 36, though? Yeah. Are you for real? It's a- and in that one game, in the second game, Lowry had like four points yeah. one of eight, one of nine shooting, or two of nine. What are we doing? You you had an actually very interesting tweet. I'm not sure if you were joking or not. This could be the case, though. Possibly this could be a great strategy for the Raptors to retain Gary Trent. Don't give him much playing time. Don't let him get into rhythm because he was balling out when he was playing, and he was playing at a level where the Raptors were even. I, he's I not even th- playing tonight. I like he's confusion. not. He's not. So I, I think even his his the Raptors' expectation of him was exceeded by the way he was playing. It's a good way to maybe hush him down a little bit. You know, in terms of the NBA market, keep his costs low. Um, give the Raptors a bigger chance to retain him come at the end of the season. But the bigger issue is, for the biggest issue is Kyle Lowry getting 35, 35 plus minutes. Why? I, I don't. I, I still stand Giannis by. Giannis Antetokounmpo doesn't even play those minutes. I, I still stand by him getting twenty to twenty-five minutes a game. You you need to start as Nick Nurse. One of the one of the biggest things that was shocking to me for 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 Nick was you had a whole team healthy, you had all you guys back, and you did nothing to try to work in your bench guys. Literally, with the starters, this each of the, the all the starters were playing at the same time, or all the bench guys Bro, were the, playing the, at the same time. Bambri, there was no DMP, mix, right? Bembry DMP, Yuta ten uh, minutes, Yuta DMP uh, for I think one of the games, or he, he had a little he had a little bit of minutes. minutes. Um, but just it it was very uncharacteristic. It was like. Nick Nurse to- totally forgot about how much the, get- the bench guys carried while the starters were out. On the bright side, the starters that when they did play, they put up numbers and they put up pretty good numbers and they were Why? fairly, except for Lowry. You have 40 minutes and you're getting all the touches. They you were, better put up numbers. Exactly, but they were fairly efficient as well. That's the, that's the biggest key there. It's just for me right now, there's two separate teams. There's an A, there's an a team and there's a B team. It's the starters versus the bench. There's guys on the bench that maybe shouldn't be start that that shouldn't be on the bench. Gary Trent Jr. is not a bench player in my opinion, and he and given his future with the Raptors, if he does stay, he's not going to be a bench player in my opinion. He's going to be the starting two alongside Fred exactly. Van Vliet. So why are you refusing as Nick Nurse 
to try to work these guys into the system. Get these guys comfortable. You're leading minutes guy off your benches in that last game against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. 18. 18 minutes. And what happened in that game? Let's talk it out. We were leading three of those four quarters. Yeah. Beginning of the fourth quarter, you lose it. Yeah. Oh, I wonder why. Oh, yeah. Is it because everyone that you're playing is it's tired? tired? It's tired. The stamina's gone? And then you're, what, you're going to throw the bench in, in the fourth and be like, hey, produce for me after you've been sitting down the whole game? Bembry, DMP coach's decision. Stanimal, DMP, DMP coach's decision. Mm-hmm. Why? The, the Knicks Are we went that deep? The Knicks went on that, that 18-3 run to spend the, the end of the third and the beginning of the fourth. And that, right, right when that run happened, it was over. You knew it was over. The defense was horrible. Um, also, I'm going to challenge you. You said, you said efficient. Pascal was eight for nineteen last game against the Knicks. Not horrible. I I, I get it's not, you're not at fifty percent, forty two percent. You don't you're, you're shooting from the rim. You're that's, inside the paint. That's 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 been Pascal all season. It's it's, it's, not very, it's either very very efficient or you just you're, you're getting the touches and you're putting up the numbers and you're not as efficient as you should be. The problem is, it, 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 at some point we have to start looking at Nick Nurse and saying, what are you doing here? What are you trying to do here? Are you trying to win games? Are you not trying to win games? Are you trying to develop? Are you not trying to develop? Nick Nurse's plan doesn't seem like there really is one. He doesn't really know what he's doing. I agree 100%. And and that's the problem. Kyle Lowry is a great piece for the franchise, a great guy to have around, and a great guy to be a part of the team. But you need to start looking ahead like, this this year is has not been the Raptors year altogether. So you need to start looking ahead and see what you got. At the same time, I I do think there needs to be some sort of leadership from head of, you know executive the executives Bobby and, and Masai. What are you trying to do here? There needs to be some sort of plan that needs to be communicated to the team, and that plan needs to be executed. And it just doesn't seem like there it, is one at all. It's just like you said, man. Like one game, okay, we're developing. One game, okay, maybe we're trying to win and make the playoffs. The other, it's like. What's the plan here? And at mm-hmm. the end, this whole Kyle Lowry thing just confuses me. Like, at this point, you hear reports they they wanted to trade him but didn't find a suitor. At the end, they're looking for a sign and trade. So you're making it clear he's not that he's not a part of your future. Mm-hmm. Yet everyone who is is getting benched, getting half the minutes that this dude is at 35, 36 years old. Yep. I just don't understand it. What message are you sending? Are you like are you trying to sign him and bring him back? I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you what's going on, what the game plan is. But I mean, we saw this summer that he clearly didn't have that much value, or maybe not the value that the Raptors thought that he had. Mm-hmm. You, honestly, he might end up coming back, bro. He might. It, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that one year Demar hit free agency, but he was closer in his. He was in his prime. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I'm gonna shop around, try to get to the Spurs. I think it was even Lowry. My fault. It was Lowry. And mm-hmm. he was going to go to the Spurs. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, yeah, he's out. He's going to get money. He's going to shop the market. Nobody. 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 Money he came him. back three years, 100 mil. I'll never forget it. Yeah. He explored. And I feel like at this point, because you don't want to pay him what he wants, I don't know with, again, it brings me back to that list that you read of all the free agents this summer. Gonna Who's going to want to fork out money for a 36-year-old point guard? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And and it may come down to that where they do bring in they they do bring back Kyle Lowry. I don't at think, that point I, I'm going to jump out think, my building. No, I, my house. I, I I don't think at that point they're going to bring him. They're going to bring him back at that at that that thirty million dollar a year mark. There's no way. No, the no market chance. is not there for that. For that, you got to pay Gary Trent Jr. as well, who's a restricted free agent, and you've already got your t- your money tied up in your your new big three essentially that the, that the Raptors have signed um, over last year and this year. So. If they do bring back Kyle Lowry, I don't think it's the end of the world. I do think it'll. 
you're you're just prolonging. What does it mean? You're pro, you're <laughs> prolonging your, the development and you're stunt you're stunting the development of Malachi Flynn, a guy yeah. who you actually want to invest in, and that's what the problem. And comes you're not in. getting better as a team. You're not this year to next year. You're not getting better. The only thing you you have more continuity, which is a, which is a, a decent thing. But Flowery at 36 years old, 37 years old, is still playing 35 plus minutes. You're not going to get better as a team. It's just not going to work out for you that way. So one the, of ten. I get it, man. He's a Raptors great. I understand. But you win four straight games. Mm-hmm. You're right there. You have a chance to compete with the guys that got you there. Yeah. Ride it out, man. Like, don't. I'm not saying bench him. Even though I am saying bench him. But in this specific <laughs> situation, if you don't want to bench him, don't bench him. But there's got to be a better balance, dude. Like, for your your starters to average 37 and your next highest guy is 18 minutes. It's bad. It's Gary bad. Trent at 22 years old. What is going on here? The, the best teams in New the York M- is a young team, dude. The best teams in the NBA have a great bench and have a great defense, and the Raptors don't have either of those. And the reason why they don't have a great bench, in my opinion, is because their coach Nick does not put any faith in the bench. Does not mix. There's it. no consistency. There's, there's no consistency. They don't know how much they're going to play. They don't know when they're going to play. And you don't mix up the lineups. You can't always have the starters with the starters and the bench guys with the bench. A lot of teams mix up their starters and their bench guys. You, you bring in a couple of guys for, for some offensive push, especially when your starters are, are, are feeling a little bit gassed, especially at the beginning of the fourth quarter. You want to bring in your bench guys who are pretty fresh, and you want them to really, really be able to put the ball on the floor, put the ball on the hoop. But Nick Nurse just wasn't able to do that. And at some point, like I said before, you got to look at the coach and be like, what are you trying to do here? Yeah. The players, if they're told to play, Kyle Lowry, I can't fault Kyle Lowry for playing 35 minutes. The coach is keeping him in there. I don't know what oh, Kyle Lowry's sure. no, 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 I don't know what sure. Kyle Lowry's influence on that is. If I'm 36 years old, I don't want to play 35 minutes a game either. So I don't know what the influence is on that. But at some point, we have to look at Nick Nurse and say, "What are you trying to do here? Let us know what you're trying to do here." Because clearly, it looks like you're trying to make the play in and you're trying to make a, a playoff push, which I'm okay with. But the way he's doing it, I don't think is gonna is gonna work. Yeah, look at this. So against the Hawks, this is the four games or three of the four games before. Uh, this week, mm. okay, against the Hawks this is a playoff team. The Hawks are top five in the East. Yeah, Malachi had twenty-two, five and three with two steals in thirty-five minutes. Against the Spurs, he got thirty-two minutes, gave you sixteen points. Well, we know this. Seven. We yeah. know this stuff. Okay? We know this. Stuff. OKC fifteen, seven and five. These are three of the four games. Thirty plus minutes in each game. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn eleven minutes, five point zero zero rebound, one assist. Hey, let's chop that down even more. Knicks five minutes. Yeah, two points, zero rebound, zero. Like, what is that? It, the it, guy's clearly developing some sort of rhythm here. It's actually very kind of uncharacteristic of Nick Nurse. Usually Nick Nurse does a bunch of things to he just throws things at the wall and hopefully it sticks. For some reason these last two games he's just stuck with this one lineup trying to get these guys run. These guys are coming off injury. They're coming off COVID. Oh, COVID everything. Bro, work them in. Don't give them 35 to 40 minutes straight off the bat, bro. I get it. You have to get them used to each other, but you've got a whole offseason, whole training camp and a whole season next season. Get the guys and who need to run. And you're not making the playoffs. Like, yeah. Let's call it what it is. Get the guys who need to run the run. That whole th- two, three months you spent last year, the year before being in the playoffs, you have that time now to yeah. develop and work. Mm-hmm. It, it's just mind-boggling to me. Like, I don't understand this. the discrepancy between the men. Not, not a single bench player gave you in the 20s. Gary Trent Jr., I'll repeat this again. And if they are doing this to reduce his value, like, what do you think he's going to think of that? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Because uh, he also, at the end of the he day, he wants to get paid. He wants to get paid. He wants to get paid. So now you're sitting him down, so you can get him for cheaper. Mm-hmm. What does that? What does that make you look like? I I did joke about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be naive case. to say 100 percent it's not possible. You never know. Yeah. But I'd be I'd 
I'd be disappointed, to be honest, if that was the plan because it's not a sound plan. It makes no sense. You play him, you start mm-hmm. winning, and then you put your starters in because, like, do you think that they're going to lose you the game? No, obviously, you, you don't have a win-now mindset, and you've mm-hmm. tossed everyone to the bench that won now for you. Yeah. Paul yeah. Watson, where was he? But like three minutes? Yeah, no, Is no he touches. After, I don't know if he's injured. But after a career, uh, such a had having like a career nights a week ago or a couple of weeks ago, he basically does not see the floor at all. So, and, and that's yeah, he's injured. That, Left knee tendonitis. That that that's been the ultimate, you know, kind of not Achilles heel, but downside to the Raptors this week. The the starters were able to play decently well enough to to really keep you in the game. It's the bench that wasn't able to. Like you look at the you look at the numbers against the Knicks. Pascal with twenty six, OG with twenty seven, Fred VanVleet with twenty seven, and nobody else above ten points. Nobody. Kyle Lowry, you said awful shooting night. Ken Birch was a sec- was the next highest with eight points. You can't get your bench going. Your bench is not going to help you. Your bench is not going to produce for you. Your bench is not going to come in and defend for you. You need yep. to give these guys. There minutes. was a you there was a point run. in time I think where the Knicks bench was outscoring ours like thirty five to nine easily. Because when you have Emmanuel quickly and you have Derrick Rose coming off your bench, these two can give you each, not individually. Each can give you twenty at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's forty points coming from two guys. And you're not even accounting for the rest of the guys they have coming off their bench. Well, it's not only that. Derrick Rose played 33 minutes. Quickly plays 21 minutes. Taj Gibson, I think he's comes off the bench. He plays 19 minutes. These Taj guys Gibson are, got more minutes than Gary Trent. These guys are getting Taj Gibson got minutes. drafted. Fun fact, when Gary Trent was nine years old. Oh, wow. He was he's nine old. years old. He's an older nine head, years eh? old when, when Taj Gibson got drafted. And on the night they played each other, Taj Gibson played more minutes than the healthy 22-year-old. And And... and Tibbs is a guy who's known to ride his starters and ride his stars and, and give them a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. And he's even able to play his bench guys more minutes 20, than Nick Nurse. Yeah. So you, you look at it, it's just it's your bench is not gonna help you if you don't give them any run. And your starters are gonna they're gonna fatigue. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna essentially and I'm crap sorry, out at the end of the game. The starters as constructed are just not good enough to not have bench production. Like let's call it what it is, man. Like, yes, they can score, but I, I firmly think it's better when like they're shooting less and distributing the ball mm-hmm. because Pascal going eight for nineteen, like that's not a good thing when Trent is taking three shots. Like yeah. th- there's shots to go around. And Why do you have to take every single one of them? And, and it's not only that when when Pascal is taking nineteen shots, you know his defense is he's not playing it at all. You know when these guys are getting his, def- he, his I think, defense. All I think season. it's time. I think it's time now to put the Pascal defensive stud. Argument to bed. That that was what. That's how he made a name for himself. He, like that's he, how he, And that, honestly, I can't even blame him because, at, what number one option other than Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard? Even Kawhi now probably can't do it. Other than Jimmy Butler is taking every, like main defensive assignment and offensive no, assignment with, on a with, nightly with, basis. With, with, a, with an increase in your offensive. Output, there's always going to come that decline yeah. in the, on the defensive end. But his but is bad. His is extremely bad. And when he takes. He could not keep anybody in front of him. And when he takes 19 shots, you know he's going to be tired. And all the shot, or I mean, he started to shoot th- shoot more three, started to shoot more mid range, but the majority of his shots are inside. He's got a body, guys. He, that that just wears on you. So defensively, it, it's going to be a bad look for him, all, like for, you know, for the rest of his days if he keeps on going on this, on this, on this, this kind of trajectory. Actually, if you think about it, Pascal Siakam and. Julius Randle have very similar types of game. The only difference is Don't Julius play. can't be stopped because he's a he's a fridge. He's a big boy. But they're going to he's going to start from the top of the key. He's going to give you some threes. He's going to drive it in on you and he's going to try to hit you with some mid-range. Mm-hmm. All the things that Pascal tries to do, but can't, but can't. He can, but can't. He can. He can, but, yeah, but not- he's like the thing is 
he's he's a lot like it really put it in perspective when I saw them playing against each other. Yeah. And Pascal couldn't stand in front of Julius. And it was a physical like he was physically outmatched. And that's just what it is. I'm not even talking skills. Like he wasn't even in the same room. And I feel like Pascal, like, buddy, you gotta you gotta either get stronger or or get I don't know if you maybe not get jacked, but at least work on finishing stronger. Mm-hmm. And we've said that for many years now, but now I saw it head to head and I was like this is tough. Like and, you and can't even look. He can't look at him straight. And there was nobody on that. There was nobody on that on the Raptors team that could guard Julius Randle. And no. that's not a knock on anyone on the, on the Raptors because Julius Randle has been putting up numbers all season. Nobody has been able to guard Julius Randle. But when you look at it, Julius Randle is able to shoot threes over double teams, and that's what he did against the Raptors. Pascal in a double team will pass it out or lose it. Usually, he's been good on 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 double teams and being able to pass it out and distribute, but. Just the like you try to compare the two, the feel is way different. Julius has a way better feel for the game. Julius is, is his offensive repertoire is way more deep than Pascal. Julius can shoot from anywhere, and he show, he showed that against the Raptors. Julius is much stronger, a much better finisher, and he just has more influence on the team. See, Julius, you we've heard all season about Julius's influence on this Knicks team. When have you ever heard about Pascal's influence as a leader on this Raptors team? And this is the guy you signed as a, on, a, on, on a max deal. He's not even he's not a top two leader because you have Fred, Larry, and, and Fred. Fred. Yeah, so you can't really compare the two. You know, if I, if I'm comparing the two, Julius Randle is is pretty much on a different level than than Pascal, and he's shown it all season. Pascal hasn't been able to put up. I mean, Pascal, look, championship year he wasn't the leader. He wasn't last year. He was not the leader. Mm-hmm. This year he's not the leader. Mm-hmm. He's just not that dude. Exactly, which is okay. Which is which is not. And a big when you really me. think about it, it, translates to his game. We talk about this all the time. He thrived as a number two option mm-hmm. because he's not a number one, and that's just what it is. He can't be the focal point of a defense. He struggles a lot. And then the people say on offense, yeah, the people. Oh, he produces. He scores. I understand. I understand. I promise I do. Jordan Clarkson scores too. You don't want him to lead your freaking offense. <laughs> Everyone can score in the NBA. Yeah, people like. It, the the whole thing of a Pascal scores is such a stupid argument. I'm sorry. Like, watch the game. He's not always efficient, and his defense is a liability at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think he he sure has a whole slate of things that he needs to work on this summer. Yeah, he knows what he needs to do. I'm I'm positive he's gonna get it done. Mm-hmm. So we'll see we'll see when he comes back next year, man. Mm-hmm. That, like that's, th- that's this year, thing. this year's been tough. I I like I said, I want to see more development on the younger guys. That's that's where I stand. I've been there. And, and I don't think that's going to happen because I saw the starting lineup for the game tonight against the the Cavs, mm-hmm. and it's the same starting lineup bringing your four guys alongside. Which I'm Cam cool Birch with. The, that's fine, but if we can at least see like more, you know, throwing guys a little earlier in the in the in the first, throwing yeah. guys, you know, our guys don't have to play the whole fourth quarter. They can come in with eight minutes left. The guys played a the starters played a lot of the third quarter, and you saw them just crap out by the fourth. You saw them they 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 couldn't keep up with the Knicks, and the yeah. Knicks are. A, a grimy, grinded out team. So you're you're gonna get really fatigued against I a just, team like the Knicks. It's just you know the by the it, you know it, it's kind of like remnant of you know how they said last year the government's like we're gonna shut down to 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 stable what is it to flatten the curve. Flatten the curve. And a year and a half later, we're still there. Nick Nurse, the beginning of the year, we're gonna spend the first two weeks tinkering with the lineups till we figure out what we want. My guy's still tinkering with two uh, weeks left in the season. He, honestly, he's done less tinkering now. He's just been playing the starters, actually. He's just been letting those guys go. Yeah, but so like two games before that. Even Gillespie's been his decline heavily. Gillespie that, was a stud, that bro. That is another thing. He played thing. like 15 minutes. That is another thing. I came in here last week. I said I wasn't sure about the rim protection for Gillespie and Boucher, uh, and not Boucher, and, uh, and Birch. 
they've proven me wrong. They've been able to, I think he had a five block game and yeah. he said it since, since that has happened since surge. <laughs> we should talk about that. Which, which is, which is, which is amazing. Look, they, I love that they've proven me wrong and that they've been, they've been able to rim protect, but you bring a guy like Gillespie, you, you want to see what he's about. He's on his, he's on his it's second 10, 10 day, day, bro. You got to give him some run. He had 13 minutes. The, uh, Are we I the only ones seeing this? Like there's no way, man. So it, listen, I, what I expect or what I want to happen at least is I just need to see the guys run more and be more of a team. Right Give now, me a grade for Nick Nurse's season. You know, you know what? It, it's been a hard season, especially with the lineups, because everyone's been in and out. When everybody's healthy, which is a very small sample size, uh, it, it's a C. I'm giving it a C when everyone's healthy. When every, when when no one's healthy. He's been able to, to 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 put together some great lineups. I, you know, I think he's at a B plus. What does that average out to? Maybe a, a B a B B minus. I was gonna say my average of everything was gonna be a C plus. Yeah, I, I'm okay with a C plus because I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen Nick Nurse do anything that has really wowed me from a lineup perspective. No, he's had a few good end of the game plays drawn up for us. A few bad ones, um, but do you think that his lack of defensive um, he's given up on defense. He's given I, up. Like, do you think he's he, given up, or do you think he's exposed now that he lost marking and surge? Because the drop between last year and this year, considering you have most of your core guys, is is abysmal. Like the defense is a it's a whole different story. Like we went from top five to bottom five in a year. A lot, a lot of people thought that when the you know Ken Birch and Gillespie. You know, they're like, we haven't had these guys all season. It's it's great. It's yeah, great. Which is also another. Which is, which, is, which is true. Don't get me wrong. They've played exceptionally well, and I love what they've done. But they haven't solved any of the defensive problems. The, the defensive problems are on the perimeter. Yep. And the Raptors, or Nick Nurse, the scheme, I don't know what it is. They've just, you know, disregarded the perimeter defense. And they have and they leave poor guys like Gillespie and Birch to, to do the cleanup. You remember when we were on here a while ago and we were like, yo, for anybody who plays basketball or has played basketball, you typically enjoy playing against the zone better if you're a shooting team. Yeah, yeah, right? that's fine. Now, and we were kind of surprised. We're like, how are these pros like not getting it against mm -hmm. the zone? Mm -hmm. I, for, I think now everyone knows exactly they went back to their basics because mm -hmm. everyone started playing zone. Mm -hmm. Everyone's playing They drew playing up a lot of like plays and got back into it. Now you... Like in this league with these shooters and the way the game is played, you got to man up. You, you cannot play zone. You can't play You're zone. You're going to get destroyed every game. Everybody shoots. Everyone could. That's why everybody we, can shoot. And it's that our, simple. And we always talk, why is it always us that the scrubs go off against? Why is it always us that they hit you such a high open. percentage against? There's a reason. They're open. There's a reason. The corners are open. The wings are open. Up top, they're open. Yeah. And, and like, we got to say, you know, Tampa being in Tampa all year. Tough. Huge disadvantage. COVID, mm. huge disadvantage. And Bane's not working out, huge disadvantage. Yeah. I get all that. But everything else, you know, like what we've seen throughout the well, year. Well, yeah, just because you're having a poor season and all the odds are against you, I understand that. But I there's also other things that we need to see happen. And when those things don't happen, it, you kind of scratch your head and say, why aren't you at least, at the very least, trying this out? You literally have... Nothing. This is literally going to be a forgotten season. Yeah, it's going to be a canceled season. People can't wait to forget. People it. cannot wait to forget. try things out. Why are you? You're risking so much injury with running these guys out. You're, you're, okay. you're like shout out to Chris Boucher. Chris God bless Boucher, his soul. Who got injured? Who's been Thankfully, grinding? No structural damage. I'll yeah. be I'll be pissed if he comes back this year. Thirteen games left. Don't sit it out. Don't man. sit it out. Rest up. Wait for next. You're season. on contract next year. You don't need to do this. You're risking so many things by overplaying all your players. Give them a rest. 
give you know have I know they were in and out of the lineup for a bit, I, and I like that. I like that OG wasn't playing for a couple of games. I like that Pascal wasn't playing for a couple of games. I like that Freddie wasn't playing for a couple of games. It gives these bench guys a chance to really show what they've got and actually be comfortable in the Raptors system and not have to wait until next year. And then you give you give your starters some rest. The Raptors have no need to play Kyle Lowry, Fred VanVleet, OG, and Pascal at the same time right now. You have those guys are your four core guys that were there your championship season, and they know how to play together. They know that they can play well together. You need these bench guys to develop. You need the young guys to develop. There's no reason why they should be starting and playing 35 to 40 minutes every single night. That's that's absurd. I agree, man. Uh, before we wrap up Raptors, let's say it right now. We're sitting what two games. We're in 12th, sitting two games behind the 10th seed. We're tied with mm-hmm. Chicago in the 11th, but they do have the uh, the tie break. Yeah. Uh, so they are sitting right now 12th, uh, two games behind the Wizards. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's a good transition for around the league. I don't know if you want to add in any Raptors, uh, Raptors any more no. Raptor stuff. Yeah, well, soon, Chris. Yeah, well, CB. soon, Chris. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, but, yeah, let's talk about the Wizards. So we're two games right now behind the Wizards who sit in 10th, who've made it now. To a playing spot in the beginning of the year, we said this team, this team here could be a sleeper come playoff time, and they look like they're starting to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to them, but they've won ten or nine straight games now, mm-hmm. uh, and they are in the tenth seat. So let's talk about some Wizards. Russell Westbrook is playing out of his mind. Bradley Beal is playing out of his mind, and that's all. They're you great get. players. They're great players. And I'm surprised it took them this long to figure it out. But I mean, with <sighs> the lack of practicing. The added Shorting travel, schedule. I get it. Drew Holiday started really slow the in, in the beginning of the year with the Bucks. They've been cruising. There's been a lot of those like new additions, slow yeah. start. Well, there's no you, there's, you there's the no running. training camp really short 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 or short in training camp, short in season, no practice. All these COVID protocol things you have to go through. You don't really have time to, you know, do the usual you know rituals that you do for a game or as a team or whatever it may be. But they seem to figure it out. You know, better late than never. Um, I know that Hachimura went out with an injury, and now uh, Denny went out with an injury, and apparently Neto has been really stepping up for them. The last who's four who's games. been really good for them is this young kid Gafford. They picked him up in the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to pull up his numbers here, but Gafford mm-hmm. has been uh, has been a sleeper for them. Where are you at, Gafford? Over, Gafford, over Gafford. I'll tell you about Neto. Daniel over the last Gafford. three, Neto averaged 15.7 points a game, averaging what 55% shooting over the last three games, yeah. and so he's really giving them a lift. And they're starting with three guards. At the one, two, and three with Russ Westbrook, Neto, and 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 Bradley Beal, and that seems to be working for them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've just figured it out. Do I think they have any chance at making a run at any sort of real playoff spot? No, Tough. I don't think so. I, I just think that the t- the teams at the top of the East are just the too East, good. The East playing is a waste of time. Bro. It you're, is. You're playing to either go up against Philly or or Brooklyn. Like there's that's it. That's exactly what it is. It, it's too much. The, the 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 two top teams are are very top heavy and they're very good. Uh, and think I, about what their opponent is going through before they get to them. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's you, another thing too. You've got more games going um, for for them. So, but hey, you know. The, the Wizards have the they had the four the the fourth best ranked defense over the the, the last nine games. That's impressive. So they've been able to actually really step up on the defensive end. and Defense wins games, so they figured it out. And let's let's see how how far they can ride this for. They can ride it for nine games, and then they can absolutely. Scott slump. Brooks is down there, right? Scott Brooks is down there, who's you know who's never really been known to be a, an amazing coach. You know, people always always said he's he's had Russell Westbrook, and he still has Russell Westbrook. He's had KD and Russell Westbrook. So what coaching has he really done? Um, he wasn't able to figure out that situation in OKC. So, I mean, he's um, 
he did relatively well in OKC. He did well, but he had great players, and that's what people knock him yeah. for, I guess. Which, I mean, not really his fault, but mm-hmm. seems to have figured it out. Um, figured it out for for now for for Washington. So let's see if they can keep it up. Let's see if they can actually really hold this this tenth spot and see what they, what they can do in the play-in games if they do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And another team in the East that's making it hard for everyone they go through is the Knicks. We talked about them earlier a little bit, but man, they've won nine straight. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen A. Smith brought up a really important point today, and I want to I want to reiterate it on the show because I think there's a lot of validity to a validity to it. Um, he goes right now as as it stands, the Nets in Brooklyn have the top two player in basketball, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. They have a guy who can sell any building out in mm-hmm. Kyrie, and another guy who can sell any building out in, in a perennial MVP in James Harden. So these three dudes are on the same roster, and just down the street. From Madison Square Garden, where that team is, they've won nine straight. Yeah. And what is New York talking about right now? The, the state. Ni- the Knicks. The Knicks. The Knicks. Nobody gives a flying hoot about the Brooklyn Nets, who have three of the top ten players in the league. So what he was saying is, like, if the, if at the end of this year, Brooklyn does not win a chip. They're never going to be talked about. Bro. And the Knicks make the playoffs. Just make the playoffs. Not, not win anything. Just make the playoffs. Those two guys are going to regret clowning New York before choosing to go to Brooklyn. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily agree that they're going to regret anything. They're, mm-hmm. They signed 150 plus million. Yeah, they played together. They're still doing well, and they're going to most likely go a lot further in the playoffs than the Knicks are. But it's it brings up a damn interesting point, man. Like the fact that what do you have to do in the state of New York? To get some love. And what does that tell you about the Knicks culture? You can't, listen, you can't do anything in the state of New York to get love over the Knicks. The Knicks have been that team. They've been that team for 50, 60 years, however many years. But you could look at it on the flip side. I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to challenge it a little bit. The Knicks, the Knicks have been so bad for the last 15, 20 years that them making the playoffs is like winning a championship. Um, the Brooklyn Nets weren't that great either a few years the ago. Brooklyn, but they've never been New York's team. They were New Jersey. For, they, <laughs> they've never been New York's team. Just like how we as Raptors fans don't claim Baines, New York has never claimed the Nets. The, yeah. and the, right? That's not their LA team. LA and the Clippers. Yeah, exactly. The, LA has never really claimed the Clippers. So the Knicks have always been New York's team, and they were always, I think, will be New York's team regardless of what happens. But the Knicks have just historically been so such a poor franchise that them making the playoffs have, have literally just changed – like the lives of everybody in They're that They're chanting in that MVP for Julius. It's in the amazing. Building. I love you see it. His interview? I love Yo, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love, love, love that they're doing that for Julius. Julius has taken that team and, and kind of just, he just made it his own team and, and him and Tim have should, done a great uh, job. I don't know if you have already, but you should listen to his sit down with Woj yeah. last week. Uh, he talks a lot about, so he sat with Leon Rose and, and before they hired Tibbs, everything, he's yeah. like, I need a guy who's going to coach me. I want to be coached. Yeah. I want to be held accountable. Mm-hmm. And and you hear this from your lead guy saying, hire me somebody. Like, not, I, I'm happy to work with the guy you have already. No, no, no. We're coming to you saying, who do you want here? Yeah. So I have my pick of the litter. I can tell you I want any guy. I want this guy who's not going to give me a headache. I want to make my money. I want to be the face of this team. And I want to chill. This guy said, I want the smoke. Yeah. He said, I, yeah. Want, I want a guy who's going to hold me accountable. And he's gonna force me to get better. Mm-hmm. And they got I mean, him. What, they what got it him. Like a huge. Coach it, Tibbs has changed his team, the city around. Yeah, and listen, they they were 
probably dead last in defense last year. They've they're 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 Top first five. they're first among amongst a lot of defensive stats this year. Um, it totally changed the team around. Tibbs, if if you know you can give the coach of the year to Doc Rivers because they're they you know they're first second in the East. Um, and he's changed that, not changed that team around, but he's Monty, baby. he's really improved. Monty, you can give it to as well, but Tibbs is right up there for, for a coach of the year. For sure, um, for sure. Um, no nod. Like he, what he's done with that team has been great. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy because Julius Randle, man, that I, I knew he had it in him for so many years. Better late than never. And once again, one of those guys that, that was a late bloomer. That, but. that jump that he made, though, was historic. Like, I don't think I've seen anything from yeah. from a borderline. I don't even want to say borderline because he was six years in the league without doing anything. I feel like he was a, he you was could a have considered player. him a bust at some point. Like, four years into his career, people were probably looking at Julius Randle. Like, he's a bust. He was a seventh overall pick. I don't think you're talking about bust. He still he still was a, a guy getting minutes on the minutes on on. on, on on teams just and what he's up, doing now, though, is it's, it's, you can't compare it's not it. Not right. You can't it's compare right. it. So major kudos to him. for him. It's I think it's pretty much in the bag for him. I don't so, think anybody else send a chance. So here's the thing, because I read that it, I don't know this for a fact. I can pull it up, but there apparently his numbers last year were twenty and ten. They were so, good numbers. They just so, were not equating to winning. Because I don't know, man. I, I like obviously I'm biased, but the Chris Boucher case for MIP is pretty loud. But they'll never they'll. N- Ever, ever consider it? A nobody like nobody knows nobody Chris Boucher knows Chris in the Boucher. league. Nobody watches the Raptors, yeah. and especially when they're twelfth in the East, nobody's gonna. Watch and the them. Knicks already have the clout right now. You know, they're like you know you have LeBron tweeting when the Knicks are better. They're this this is better for the league. Better for the league. So you know, yeah. Last year he put up uh, twenty, and yeah, that's 20 why. And 10. That's why when we had the MIP uh, the year before, you put up twenty one a game. That's why when we had the MIP debate. At the middle of the season, I said I didn't say Julius because I'm like Julius is already averaging good numbers. Yeah, last his season. numbers have been good. They've man. been good, and he and he's just winning. Now. He's just winning now, and he's become a leader now. Which and I it's think unequivocally is great. his best season, like career high in points, yeah. career high in rebounds, uh, career high in free throw percentage, career high in three, three point. Yep, career high in three point forty two percent from three, man. That's a franchise guy, man. That's a franchise guy. You compared to Siakam, bro. That's the guy you want. No, on I your said. Team. I said Siakam can't look at him. I know. Anymore. I know. I know. I'm saying like yeah. you could, it, it's depressing to compare the two. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really sad to compare the two. Actually, it is. So, but, but I'm happy, shout I'm happy to, for him. Shout out to the Knicks. They made the uh, they made the investment. Yeah, great and, investment you know, he, at that point. Fun fact: He gets two kickers in his contract. One is if he makes the All Star team, which he did. Yeah, and he gets another million dollars if they make the playoffs. Worth it. Which they're they will. On, they're going to they're, the they're on pace. They're on pace. I just hope they can get in clean, no playing. Uh, they're I think fourth what? right now, but Atlanta's right there. I know we've been raving about Julius, but that team of misfits just just fits well. Mm-hmm. And R.J. Barrett, I don't think we've said his name enough. He's been playing, you know, obviously short career, but he's been. Putting up a lot, a, a lot of boy, numbers. Man. Yeah, he's a he's big like, boy. He's like Ben Simmons 2.0, but can shoot. He's matured so so much over the over over, over you know the last year, and he just him being able to stay poised, take the right shots. Um, you can tell his game is, is is starting to evolve, and he's become a lot more of an offensive yeah. threat. So it's it's huge to see what he's done. Um, and then they, they just they just have guys, they just have guys who can ball. You know, ball, bullock quickly. Derek Rose can, Obi can turn it on whatever. Obi Toppin is just shooting threes. He's like a it's, what, he's 6'11". He has, and, he has no neck, by the way. You think so? I haven't. I haven't Next yeah. time you see him, look at him. It's straight <laughs> <He> never, shoulders. <laughs> head. And but, apparently he's a dog. Like he's a him and uh, 
and Emmanuel Kukli are both hard, hard workers. Yeah, like man. In their that, that's late. what you need. That's what you did. They, they, From they, your young guys. They're in there early. They leave late. You know what I mean? They put in the work. So, and you can tell that they put in the work in their, in, in their game. So, shout out to the Knicks, man. They, they, they've done a, a remarkable job this year from top Absolutely. to bottom. Absolutely. Literally top to bottom. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk some Dallas, man, because my guy, Luka Doncic, still balling. You still Still nasty. Him? Of course. You haven't talked about him in a while. What do you mean? We talked about him like three weeks ago. But yeah, and he hit the floater three oh, point. Wow, that was beautiful. That, game that winner. Was beautiful. That was beautiful. Um, but anyways, Luca, uh, there's apparently some issues stirring in the land of Dallas. It's about time to um, bring it up. Apparently, can, uh, what's his name? Kristaps Porzingis does not like playing with Luca. He doesn't like answering to Luca's questions. Uh, sorry, he doesn't like the media asking him about Luca after games, before games. He doesn't like Luca taking the game winners, making the game winners, being the the the, the guy, guy, the guy. And I can't help but laugh because KP, if you want the title, you got to be healthy for it. Yeah, <laughs> you got to play to show it. So it's like, how are you gonna be pissed, buddy? When I'm the one putting my body on the line every night because you can't play. Yeah. Because they told me that you were coming so we can win together. Mm-hmm. But you're lousy. You can't play. Yeah. The audacity on Kristaps Porzingis to even feel a certain type of way. Like, think about it this way. Imagine being Kristaps right now. You look back at the Knicks, the dumpster fire that you allegedly left. They're functioning now. Yeah. And they're fourth in the East. And you're not the guy. And then you look at Dallas. Luca's the guy. You don't play. Buddy, it's time to take a hard look in the mirror and really question, like, am I actually Porzingis? I'm actually the guy. I, when I saw this, I lost it. Like, this, what do you think about this? I think this, is, a, this is ridiculous. I think this is more of a, like, just like a jealousy thing. You know what I mean? It's got to it, be. It, it's got to be because, like you said, Chris, Chris hasn't been healthy all season. He hasn't. He, he's in and out of the lineup constantly, literally leaving – at times, leaving Luca to play by himself. Like they, they've got some guys in the who playoffs can, last year too. They, they've got some guys who can contribute. I know they've got a few guys on the roster that contribute once in a while, and they're they're not horrible, but they need a lot better guys around around KP and and Doncic. But when when KP doesn't play, it's tough for Luca, man. There's there's no real huge threat outside of Luca. So for KP to be upset that he and to, that Luca's the guy, and Luca's flat out better than KP. It's it's not there's even no question. It, there's no question about <laughs> there's it. There's like, no question. This is not something that nobody knows, right? So for you to be upset, it, it, it's kind of shocking. Like look yourself in the mirror. Are you supposed to be that guy? Be the complimentary guy. Be the number two guy. Yeah. They can play really well together. I think they have a chance to play really well together. Well, but you can kind of sense if that he plays. if he plays. But you can kind of sense that from the beginning that something just didn't quite fit, right? So KP. I mean, in my opinion, if he doesn't like being there. By all means, give him away and trade him away because I don't think I, I, I agree for who. But I don't. I don't think. I don't think a Luca, a Luca, and a KP team are going to be contenders anytime. Bro, anybody anytime in soon. KP, he's just not reliable because when he plays, he's a fantastic player. He's a great player. He's a, he's a really good. He's player. He's averaged twenty points a game both seasons since he's come back from his injury. He was yeah. averaging twenty three right before that. Mm-hmm. Eighteen in his second year. He can score. Yeah, he can play, but he's not healthy. He's played thirty nine of their fifty nine games this year. Last year, played 57 of it. But I get it. Last year, he's coming back from the injury. But it, 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 the injury, he took a year and a half off. A year, seven months. Something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. So in the last, like, really since mid-2017-18 season, four years, he's played 82 games. He's played a season played in the last season. four. So There it is. You have no rights. I'm sorry. You, sh- you cannot speak or even feel a certain type of way towards this. You should thank this guy. <laughs> they're sixth in the in the west right now 
That's Dude, wild. Think about it this That's way: the wild. Raptors with a healthy core couldn't make a play-in in the East. Luca is m- dragging these guys <laughs> to a sixth seed in the West, and this guy's salty about it. Come on, Chris. Shout out to um, Dwight Powell. He had dropped tw- twenty-five points yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the he's, Lakers. He's good. You know? He's good. He's, he, that was a big game he's for him. He made like that, that recovery from the from Achilles, Achilles. Achilles injury. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So good for him. Um, one one more team we're gonna go to in the Western Conference, and I'm gonna get your opinion on this. Uh, a tweet recently, I think it was yesterday or two days ago. Sorry, two days. Oh uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, from Kendrick Perkins. Uh, we'll put it up here. Uh, he says, <laughs> "You know they saying less is more. Some less is sometimes more. Since getting Norman Powell, there seems to be chemistry issues in Portland. And to make matters worse, Gary Trent Jr. has been cooking like fish grease in Toronto. <laughs> Carry on. So unfortunately, everybody knows that Gary is cooking like fish grease in Toronto. So his value is going to be up there, yeah. but." I want you to talk about or I want your opinion on the less is more. And it seems like, you know, from the outside looking in, it does seem like there are some chemistry issues with, with, with the Blazers. And yeah. Norman has been playing. He's had games where he's played really well. He's had games where he's like, uh, he doesn't look comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, is the issue the chemistry, do you think? I think it's an, there's a bigger issue than the chemistry. Well, I, I think you and I agree on what the, the main issue is. But to this point specifically... Um, it depends what you mean. Less is more like it depends less of what, because I said less is more with Brooklyn and I was clearly proven yep. the most incorrect. Mm-hmm. So I did. I was a firm believer of the less is more argument. But if you're going to give me more of the top five, ten guys, then I don't you I don't know. Yeah. But if you're going to give me Norman Powell, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard and Ro- Robert Covington Jr. All on the same team that I have to. You know, figure out maybe take Dame out of that, but CJ Rocco and Norm, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe less is more of that because you gave me three of the same position player. Yeah. You're starting CJ and Norm together. CJ clearly is looking at this guy as a cheaper alternative to him, yeah. so he's like, "What the hell does this mean?" Yeah, I'm. I can bet you any money there's animosity between the two of them. Uh, Norm is like, "Man, I'm brand new. I'm I don't leaving anyway. I want to be here. I'm leaving anyway. I was traded here against my will. I don't really care about being here." Yeah. Um, I think the main issue and the issue that's been the fact for the last eight, seven, ten years is Terry Stotts. Yeah. At this point, I don't know what coach has gotten more chances with a better team than he has, with with just consistently not like. And I know that they, they made make a, the playoffs. They, they made a know, conference they, finals, yeah. but they get swept every time. It's like you know what it's like to me. It's like when the, when people made the argument, "Oh, Dwayne Casey took the Raptors to the conference final." What do we okay. do? What, what, what do the Raptors do there? They just stumbled across a couple of teams, got there, and got destroyed by the Cavs. And that's what it reminds me of. They got there, and they got swept by the Warriors without Kevin Durant. Yeah. So it's like, all right, something's got to give here. And I don't think it's your personnel. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think that the Norm thing is going to figure itself out because I don't think he's going to stay there. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to offer him that money. And then I'm forgetting even Anthony Simons, another guy that's like similar type play skill. Like There's just too much of the same guy. Mm-hmm. I don't think less is more if we're talking like Brooklyn, but in this case, 100%. I agree with Perk, man. Less is more. It's not working out. Uh, like they, something's got to give. And Norm's gonna leave, and I think Terry Stotts should leave too. I think I think the recent losing streak has gotten him just magnified these issues. I don't think it's not that not that they have chemistry issues. It's you bring in a new guy like Norm who's got to get up to speed, who's been on one team his whole career. It's gonna be tough. Terry Stotts clearly hasn't done a good job of being able to get his guys to play together and play well together. Um, but when you look at these things, Dame Lillard missed the first game of their losing streak. Um, but then over the last three, or over the next three, sorry, he was 0 for 5 on clutch threes. Couldn't close. 
Yeah, he's C- been struggling. CJ McCollum misses a game-winning jumper against the Clippers. Norm Powell misses a game-winning r- runner against the Nuggets. And then Nurkic misses a point-blank reverse layup to take the lead on the Grizzlies. It just hasn't been their last 10 games, whatever it may be. They haven't been able to close games. So, Those things can pick up. Those things can get better. So as far as chemistry issues, I'm not going to say it's chemistry issues. I think it's personally coaching issues. Like you said, Terry Sots has had way too many chances with a team like this. And I think the window is closed regardless yeah. for, for that Portland team. So it doesn't really matter what they do at this point. I expect the summer to blow it up or to, to make some serious so, moves this summer. But go ahead. If you zoom out, they actually lost seven of eight games. Yeah. And um, they lost to the Celtics by one. They beat the Spurs by one. They mm. lost to the Clippers by one. They lost to yep. the Nuggets by one. They lost to the Grizzlies by two. Yeah. <laughs> Close games. You just <laughs> and can't the other close. ones are like seven, eight points. So you know that could be free throws. That could be yeah, anything. Yeah. Or even a fake late comeback if they're the Raptors. But <laughs> you lose three, four games in the last five, six by one or two points. It's just tough luck. Yeah. Unfortunately, but another unfortunate thing is you can't afford to lose games. Yeah. A this far in the season. B when you're in the West because now they're in the seventh seed and now nothing's guaranteed. They were sitting like eleven games above five hundred. Like they were. They're, they're for hurting a while. right now. now they're Dallas slipping. Is, Dallas is taking that sixth seed. They're dropped to seventh. And if you don't get your act straight, who's in the who's in the eighth seed? Uh, I think it's Memphis, man. And they just be, yeah, Memphis. Memphis, is in the by the way, Jaw has Memphis been. Memphis just beat them twice in a row. Jaw has so, been on a tear lately, by the way. He's a, yeah, he's they, he actually tweeted it. it. He, he retweeted it. He was averaging better than or almost thirty a game. He snapped fifty percent better than fifty percent from three. But like I said, you don't get your act together. I, I wouldn't be too confident, man, because. You just lost twice to Memphis. Yeah, I don't know. Let's. Uh, I don't know if you want to add on to that, and then we'll get into some honorable mentions. No, uh, let's just start the honorable mentions. Shout out to the Canadian O'Shea Brissett. Oh yeah, signed a deal with the Pacers um, mid season out of nowhere. Just I, I, you signed know, a ten day, I think, and then he got uh, the full time full time offer, and then he dropped multi year too, like three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a it was a, it was a, a longer term deal. Uh, and then uh, I think his what his second game uh, with it, or no not not second game but I, I think right after he got that deal twenty three and twelve huge night for him um, ever since then uh, he's had eleven and th- uh, eleven points thirteen points uh, last game was plus twenty eight so um, shout out to O'Shea Brissett Canadian starting doing his thing too, starting yeah. uh, making they're a missing name for a lot himself. of guys over there they're missing um, uh, Sabonis yeah big boy uh, but you make a name for yourself like that man yeah. you're only, he's only twenty two years old still has literally his whole career ahead of him so. Uh, shout out to O'Shea for, for getting that deal done and, and balling out. Yeah, and uh, Katie and Mike Conley, shout out to these two guys. Yeah. They won Oscars yesterday, uh, being the executive producers on a short film called Two Distant Strangers, so showing their talents off the court. And one last honorable mention I want to I want to say before we end the episode is uh, shout out to the Dishes and Dimes podcast mm-hmm. on getting credentials with the Toronto Raptors uh, yeah. for a plethora of reasons. First of all, we know the grind. We understand how difficult that is. So shout out to you ladies for getting that done. But second of all, thanks for paving the way. Thanks for letting us know that. The first podcast to do it. The first podcast to do it. That means there's going to be a second podcast to do it. So I appreciate you paving the way. Uh, shout out to you ladies. We can't wait to see all the questions you, you're pumping out. And uh, I think with that, we can wrap up this week's episode. Yep. Uh, this was brought to you by the uh, Ball is Life Podcast Network. You know where to find us. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, mm-hmm. uh, YouTube, Insta, Facebook, wherever, Twitter, wherever, TikTok, wherever you go to like it. pictures, you can find us. So, download our stuff, listen, give us a follow, and we'll come at you next episode.